The sacred divine feminine is creative, abundant, flowing, receiving, and disruptive. And the new energy of money, including cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, NFTs, and even the metaverse, is all these things too. Welcome to the Goddess of Crypto, a weekly show where women who are already in this powerful space will cover these topics simply, so you can relax into knowing that the future of finance is female. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Goddess of Crypto. I have with me a very special woman, Jennifer Jost. Jennifer is a wealth advisor, a speaker, a certified money coach, and she specializes in what she calls feminine financial freedom. Heck yes, that is what this show is all about, is feminine financial freedom. I love that. Jennifer, welcome to Goddess of Crypto. Thank you, Goddess of Crypto. I love that title as well. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I it's a it, it's a story that I don't even know if you've heard. Maybe a lot of the the listeners haven't. So I'll just mention that this show started because I got what I call a download from what I have chosen to call the Goddess of Crypto. Um, I was riding my bike uh, and I was just riding around the neighborhood and all of a sudden I got this download so big I almost fell off my bike. And the download was, there is a financial tsunami coming, so it is time to teach women how to surf so they don't get knocked over by the waves. And I was talking to somebody about this this morning. Uh, it's not that the like what we see is not the financial tsunami. What we are seeing right now with the regional banks going out of business, with the um, you know the inflation numbers going through the roof, with interest rates having been having been increased more than they ever have in the history of interest rates, and all of the crazy town that's happening right now. It's the gathering of the beginning of the wave. <laughs> it's not the tsunami itself. So that's like what I was told is something between like 15 and 20 years out. Now, I know time frames are like because time is all illusory, but it was enough for me to start the show. It was enough for me to start meeting amazing women like yourself. So thank you for giving me a chance to share that because I rarely do. And thank you for being here. I'm so happy. Tell me awesome. about you. Tell me about or tell our listeners about you. Your story is probably one of the most remarkable I've ever heard on or off the show, period. So please share. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. So I love the feminine financial freedom. So I'm sure you have experienced women who've gotten um, a little um, taken advantage of in this world of finance, in this masculine sure. world of finance. And so I was as well, which is why I know that I am here on this planet to help empower women and have them become worthy of wealth. So I literally am stepping right into your tsunami, right? We need to be worthy of wealth in order to create it, attract it, grow it, and spend it, ladies. Forget the B word, the budget word sucks. We want to be able to spend our money the way we want to freaking spend our money. 
So I want all women to be worthy of wealth so that we can actually change this world, change this tsunami when it's coming, like fix that, change it. Like, don't worry about it. Don't stress. Don't even think about it. Let's just step into the power that we really truly have. So my story, uh, some people might relate. I grew up in an alcoholic home and dysfunction um, at its finest. And I stepped right into the next thing that I knew, which was marrying an alcoholic because that felt so comfortable to me. So at 19, I was married for the first time. And I had my son, Nicholas, at uh, 21, which was weird being pregnant at 21. And then I had my daughter three years later, Sheree. And then about eight years later, I kind of woke up and said, oh, this is not working for me. And I just got that feeling of, ah, I cannot breathe. Like, I didn't know what it was, but I could not breathe. And I was so stressed out, overwhelmed, but I felt like there was an elephant sitting on my chest. So I started going to therapy. I started going to church. I was grasping at straws because I didn't know what was happening. Well, then of course you get enlightened when therapy slaps you in the face, right? And it brings up all <laughs> your shit in a basket. And yeah. says, Here, look at your shit. Which or what you get rid of? I hope it's okay. I guess. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever you need to do. Yes, it's Take fine. It. <laughs> um, sometimes we need to accentuate that basket of stuff, right? So um, I, after that, I realized that I did not want to be in the marriage and that I did want to step away from the addictive behavior of alcoholism or any uh, addictive behavior. And that I was a huge codependent, which I had known for many years. And I wanted to step out of that and step into my empowerment. He did not take that well. Uh, he did not take that well at all. It was six months of hell. And we'll go into that another another day. And then some things transpired to where I got the upper hand in the court process. And he had visitation rights to see the children. And so I let him have his family, have the kids for a week and go on vacation. They ended up giving him the children. And he showed up at an event that I was at with my new boyfriend. And he was freaking out. And so I went to the cops. Of course, nobody could do anything because we didn't know where, we, where they were. And so the next morning I went to work and he pulled up in a rented van with my daughter on his lap with a gun to her head and said, get in the van. So I got in the van. He drove up to our house, pulled in the garage, dragged me into the office with the kids still in the garage in the van, threw a duffel bag at me with tape, rope, and um, uh, papers they wanted me to sign. I don't even know what the papers were. I don't even know where those are at this point, really. He held me there for about an hour. And then all my employees were calling because I was late, which I, you don't ever not show up um, at my company, like ever, like in 20 years, never missed a day. So that was a thing. So he knew I had to go to work and he said that he would follow me so that I couldn't say anything, which he was. He was right out front for a little bit. And then he stopped. So then I ran across the street to the payphone, started my 911 call way back when, when we had those little quarter things. Yeah. They met me up at the house and that started the 11 hour hostage day. I won't go into all the boring, boring details of the whole day, which there was a lot. At the end of the 11th hour, chief of police came on the scene and gave him a 10-minute ultimatum. At the end of the 10 minutes, three shots were fired. And he took the lives of my children and himself in my master closet when I was 29 years old. Mm. I, I know that's heavy. I, yeah, my whole body is just in complete rebellion over this awfulness and I'm crying because I just can't imagine that you had to go through that and 
I know it's been years and that you're able to talk about it now without crying. So congratulations. Thank um, you. And it, but, I just spent a half an hour crying <laughs> That's on the last call. So I'm good on this one, but I totally, you never know. It's been 30 years and it doesn't matter. Yeah. I can still be there right this moment and it can hit you like a wave if we all know what grief can do. Right. So yeah, I have chose to turn it around. I was going to grief groups. My therapist said, you know, you need to go be with parents who've lost children. And so that saved me. I went to grief groups and there was a woman that lost her son, committed suicide because he was homosexual. And this was back in the nineties and she found him. And then there was another couple that would just come in every week and sob and sob and sob. And then I found out that this couple's son passed away five years earlier. And I said, oh, okay, this is not going to happen. I absolutely cannot live with this pain like this every single day for five years. So I made a choice. I put my stake in the sand and I said, okay, I'm here for a reason because he wanted me dead as well. I don't have any idea why I'm here. I just know that I'm here and I'm choosing to live. So I followed the other woman's example of grace with her grief. And I reached out to every single thing possible, hypnosis, hypnotherapy, hypnotist, um, the psychics. I did dream workshops. I started my spiritual quest at that moment. I went to school uh, for PTSD because I had PTSD. So I literally made it my mission to be here and find out why I'm here. And I know that I'm here to help empower women. I choose to do that around money because after all of this, I got screwed so many times in the financial industry by beautiful white men. Love them, but (laughs) screwed. So I'm done with that. I'm done with the scare tactics. I'm done with the baloney that they try to hand you. And I am here to help tell women that we are badass and that when we trust our intuition and when we have support behind us, we are absolutely unstoppable. And there's no way I'd be here today if I did not reach out and ask for help. Yes, that's something that women are not really taught or trained to do. And we're, you know, we, we see ourselves as being so much less than when we ask for help. But of course, it's, you know, I mean, I'm a coach, you're a coach, we help women, that's what we do. And so asking for that help is is sometimes that such an important step to, to take. Tell the listeners and the viewers, once you made that decision, and once you started on that road back, what do you feel like were the things that helped you most? So you asked for help. That was step one. What feels like it helped you most uh, or a few things that helped you most after that? I think the first thing uh, is to know that all of these crazy ass feelings are normal. That was the first thing. And then reach out to help to, to decipher these feelings and let them be a wave and wash over you and not take them on as identity. So I was being really hit hard in the media and it was all my fault in the media, which was ridiculous and crazy, but it was, I was in a small town. So it was very prominent that it was my fault and it was, it was very difficult in that realm of things. So I had a lot of stuff coming at me every which way. And I would just go to bed. I went to my boyfriend's house and I went to bed every day 
my sister, thank God, her and her husband came and ran my company. And all they had to do was come in and sign payroll checks once a month and then, you know, passwords or a few things, but I didn't have to do much because I had no brain, right? Like I had no brain. So they were there for a year and ran my company. So all I could, all I had to do was get better. All I had to do was feel my feelings. And I say, feel my feelings. And that's scary to a lot of us. And even myself, sometimes when I'm in that place, don't feel your feelings alone. So when you reach out for someone, either have them on standby, have them on text, have them have a support group that you can reach into. I have all my, I have my soul sisters. I have, I have so many different groups now that I can reach out to for different things. So when we ask for help, we want to be able to feel aligned like parents who've lost children. I really needed that group because no one understood what I was feeling. Now I'm a grief counselor as well. I'm a certified grief counselor. That's my give back. It's not a, a business, but I'm here to help others walk with them through that pain to show them that you absolutely can come out on the other side of it. We just have to feel it as crappy, sucky as it is. We have to just feel it and let it go. It doesn't have to be become part of our identity. If you meet, sometimes you'll meet someone and they're just angry as heck and they're in their fifties and sixties and they're just so angry. That is feelings stuck yeah. in them, right? So yeah. we want to let it wash, get some help, know that we can do it with support. And I promise you, you are stronger than you think. 100% stronger than you think. And we can all do it together for sure. Mm. You know, one of the first ways that I ever described resistance was using that wave metaphor that you were just talking about. I learned to um, body surf in Hawaii when I was growing up. You stand and you watch those waves come in and you don't know what you're doing. So you could be standing in knee high water and the waves are just splashing at you, maybe chest high. But after a couple of hours, your legs are like jelly. When you learn to body surf properly, you dive under each wave as it comes. The wave washes over you and into shore, dispersing that energy. You can be out there, you're, it's eight hours later and you're like booping under the waves and it's all fine. So that was one of the first ways that I ever explained how we show up with resistance. It's like, it's exhausting because it's you trying to stand tall against that wave and it's turning your legs to jelly. So really letting that wave wash over you and allowing those feelings, whatever the feelings are, you're so right. It just, it makes all the difference in the world because, you know, the expression that which we resist persists. And I, um, I wanted to share real quickly with our, our listeners and our viewers about the um, bumper sticker coaching that I have for this, which is just thank you for sharing. When we say to that part of our brain that's in resistance, thank you for sharing, the brain is like, oh, she heard me. Okay, I can relax now. And even if that relaxes 30 seconds or two minutes or whatever, you can use it to quiet that voice that's been pounding at you because really it's trying, I know you know this, Jennifer, it's trying to protect us, right? It's trying to protect us. It's trying to, it, it's trying to make itself feel better. So it, it's constantly sending you the same message. When you say you've heard it, then the message can shift, which is such a, a beautiful thing. When it, you know, when that happens, it feels like real relief, even if it's only temporary. And then you say, thank you for sharing again. And then it comes back around. Oh my so, gosh. I so love that. I hope I can steal that. Don't worry. I'll give you all the steal credit. It. Steal that's steal beautiful. Because you said a couple very poignant things. First of all, someone, you can 
figure it out, stand there and wait for your legs to be jelly and figure it out. Or you could get help from someone to teach you how to go under the waves and let it wash over you and get that energy and have that stamina a lot quicker. And a lot of us women, right? How many times have you had a million packages and someone goes to open the door for you and you're like, no, 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 I got that. I got that. I got that. (laughs) Right. I had to like crush that whole mentality of, oh no, yes, I really won't have anything and I'll stand back. Right. Right. Yes. Please carry all my things for me. Yes. (laughs) I'm great. I love this. And I had to, I had to literally like do, I I literally had to, I couldn't let anybody do anything for me. I had to go to the grocery store and ask them to bag my groceries, bring it out to the car, like on purpose. And I'm cringing the whole time going, I could do all this. I could do all this. Doesn't matter. Let people do things for you. Receive. Like that's the hardest thing, right? So you just so shared that we can get there a lot quicker when someone shows us the ropes. Like I love that body surfing metaphor and you're 100% correct. When you can go underneath it, you are conserving your energy and you can put it in other places. Like maybe go see the fish underneath there and see how beautiful (laughs) it is instead of being on top and all the freaking chaos. Go inside, yeah. go underneath and really yeah. enjoy it. Thank you so much for that. Oh, I love that. And catch the wave when you want to, when you want to, right? The wave is when there. You want to float. Yep. Yeah. What you said about receiving is so powerful because, you know, one of the ways that I receive really well is through love. Like I love everybody and I love it when everybody loves me. That is a really easy way for me to receive. Now I know it's different for a lot of people, I've had clients who have said to me, well, when they came to me anyway, we're like, well, I've never found love or I'll never find love. And of course, we'll ship that very quickly. Uh, but that that for me is, is my vector into receiving and having made the connection of when I receive love, I'm receiving all my good. I'm receiving all good things. That also has been a meteoric shift for me because I had told myself for a long time I was bad at receiving. Like you, I can do this myself, right? And I, I've had my mom as an example. My mother is one of those people. She's 82 years old. She will give up her seat on the bus or try to anyway. And she's at the point now, she doesn't, she still doesn't look like she's in her 80s, but she's, she looks like an older woman. And people will say to her, you know, no, ma'am, like sit, like you sit. And she's always like, no, no, I'm fine. So we, you know, I come from this line of looking at women say, yeah, I got it. I can do everything myself. But that's such a great example. Go someplace where you can do everything and don't do a thing. Let everyone do something for you. Feel what that feels like. Feel, be in your discomfort, sit in your discomfort, allow it. Because you you actually, it's, there was a scene, did you ever watch Downton Abbey? Yeah, so love that show. So there's a scene really early on in Downton Abbey where the guy who is in, has in, in, he's going to inherit the Abbey and uh, he's not comfortable with it. He's, you know, he's a solicitor and he's not comfortable with that. Dan Stevenson is the actor and he's standing with his valet and he's telling the valet like, no, don't dress me. And then he goes to the, yeah, the current Lord. And he says, look, I don't need this valet. And he turns to him and he says, okay, so we'll just put him out of a job then. 
Um, there was actually a, a recent scene in Queen Charlotte in the Bridgerton series, which is very similar. She says, I want to pick my own oranges. And she comes back the next time. And she says, where are the people? And he, they said, well, there's nobody, there was no need for them because they were just here. So you, they could pick the oranges for you. Six guys, mind you. Anyway, so Dan Stevenson goes back to his ballot and he says, which cufflinks should I choose? And the guy's really surprised. And he says, well, I use these because of, and he has a reason for it, which the character, you know, Dan Stevenson's character didn't think about that. He's like, oh, what? But you're giving somebody value by letting them help you. You're giving somebody sometimes a job by letting them help you. Jennifer, if all those baggers didn't, you know, didn't have anybody, they wouldn't need, because everybody bagged their own stuff, they wouldn't have baggers and those people would be out of a job. So it's like, it, it's all this reciprocity, right? The circle of giving and receiving. Yes. Love that. I love that. And we need to think of that when we are the people pleasers or the doers. Yeah. Right. And it's hard to break that habit. Or And let me even back up. We don't even know we should break that habit or could break that habit. It didn't even know it was a, not even a good thing. Right. But when we do see other people being supported and those days it could be like, well, why is that? Why are they feeling this way? And why are they happy and joyous? And I'm exhausted, tired, and angry. And then we get that little envious, jealous feeling instead of like, oh, wait, that is there to show me I could actually live a joyous, loving life as well. And I love how you said love, right? You receive through love. I had to love myself first. Yes. I grew up with guys, right? Like I was, I always had a boyfriend, always married three times, y'all, not even just that once, but I got married two more times after that. So I was married for 50 years, I felt like, but you know, it was like 30 something years or whatever. <laughs> and with men in my life the whole time and not realizing that I did not love myself during that whole process. I mean, I was confident and I'm outspoken and I'm, um, you know, energetic and an extrovert, things like that. But that is not loving yourself. Loving yourself is truly allowing yourself to be who you are. And until we love all of us and understand all of us, it's really hard to receive from other people what they really do want to give. Like I just had um, a friend of mine call me and say, I have an extra ticket to a country concert Saturday. Can you come? I'm like, oh, I would have never thought of that. Let me check it out. I'm, I'm going to come. Like uh, before the pandemic, I was invited to like five concerts, never paid for a thing. I just was there with a bunch of people. Like it was so amazing. And I didn't know that was a universe setting it all up because they knew I wasn't going to be able to listen to live music for several years. So <laughs> I got to do it that year. But to receive, you know, and I'm not saying, oh, let me buy the ticket. Let me, no, 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 no. I'm receiving. And how good does it feel to give a gift, right? Don't you love to give a gift to someone? Absolutely. Yes. I, I went around. I Billy Idol was in town recently. I had an extra ticket. I couldn't find anybody to go with. But I kept asking people and they kept saying, I would love to go, but I can't because of da, da, da. I got like 20 people were so excited that I even thought of them and invited them. Think about that. It's like having $100 in your pocket and thinking, I could share this. I could spend this. I could give this. I could this. I could that. Every single one of those is a thought of abundance because it's the thought of that circulation. By the way, before we go on, who's who are you going to see? Tell me. Oh, I don't even know. I'm not actually a country. I mean, I have <laughs> friends that are country and they always bring me 
um, on all their country concerts. I'm going to look it up right now. There's five people. And it is Eric Church is the headliner, but there's Oh, he's amazing. He's amazing. I love him. Eric Church sings a song called Springsteen. Your nostalgia factor will be like through the roof because it's about hearing a Springsteen song and having that bring you back to the memories of when you were a teenager. So it's like right in our you know, right, right in our period. So yes, yes, you'll love it. Yeah. He's, he's incredible. So enjoy the concert. That's so great. Um, so I, I want to go back to this idea of circulating and this idea of, as you allow in love, you're allowing in, you're receiving, your receiving muscle is working. You know, we're all like, you know, a few years ago, actually, I, I, I began to work with the idea of how can I receive more? How can I allow in more? Because I wanted my money to increase. But I was confused because it, it you know, I, I mean, I teach this now, but it's like everybody tends to think that there's two buckets and that there's my everything energy bucket and then there's my money energy bucket. And it's not true. Like, the truth is there's one bucket and the real truth is there's no bucket. So I think that if there's a, a, there's a, a lot of shifting that has to happen and taking that energy and transferring it like from, I can't receive well here to, well, where can I receive well? And let me go ahead and do that. And let me be in that practice that that expands our receiving muscle and receiving muscle is no different from your love muscle or your money muscle or your any muscles, you've got to work it to grow it. It you're not getting, you know, totally fit by sitting in the armchair, right? So what are some of your like favorite ways to expand your receiving muscle other than going to the grocery store and uh, making them do the things, which I think is I'm stealing that from you. I love it. That's awesome. I definitely had to start there. I started this process probably about, I don't even know, 10 years ago or something. And I didn't even know until my coach said, you need to receive. And I'm like, what? Like, I didn't know what the hell that meant, right? She's like, ah, she was amazing. And I had my hair up in a twist and I was in the man's world of finance and crushing it. And And it's like, no, no, no. Oh, you can be a girl, have breasts and have a brain in the financial world. So I've been bucking the financial world for years. And so when I had her support, And I literally had to like sit back in the chair and relax. Like, I don't even know how to receive. Like it was so uncomfortable for me. So that's when I started doing the grocery store stuff. So the first thing I would say is take the word, but out of your vocabulary, everyone's vocabulary and replace it with, and Jennifer, you and I are the same person. I don't know how else to tell you this. That's hilarious. Okay. Keep going. Yes. Excellent. And that already will expand. So people are in our world for a reason. I believe we're, this is my beliefs. I believe we're all energy. We attract the same vibration of where we're at. So if we are sitting on the couch and we're overweight or we think we're overweight and we want to be able to not get overweight, but you can't even think about the food or exercising, drop all that. Don't even think about that. Go think about something else that brings you joy. Your body doesn't need to have that subject. It just needs to have the energy and the vibration. So I start all my clients off with a hundred things that they'd love. Make a list of a hundred things that you love and stay in that vibration of joy. When you know you're putting stuff on the list, you're going to be emitting joy more than you are going to be emitting the negative 
part of the emotions. I know you, you know, all this, so it's not that it's literally that I wrote a book called a hundred ways to be in joy, you can get it on Amazon. And why did I get by, write this book? Because I would say to my clients, I just want you to find three ways that you can be in joy. And there would be crickets at the other end of the phone. And I was like, I don't even I know. I know. I can't with this. So finally, I, so the book is beautiful. It's a hundred photographs that have been uh, run through a digital processor to turn them into impressionistic paintings. And each photograph matches one of the ways. So there's like, and they're super short. They're like one word, like dance or, you know, five words, something, you know, simple, like, uh, um, like give someone a hug and your, uh, you know, the objective of the book is that you just go through and like find a couple that work for you, but a hundred ways to be in joy. So I love that you make your clients write this down. This is so brilliant. All right. Keep going. Yes. And how many times do they say, I got to 33, I got to 60, I got to five, I got to 80. I like, they can't get to it. Like that. It's not that they can't, can't but they, and they're spending their time doing that. Right. So that's the first thing. And when you start to say, and instead of the B word, I don't like any of the B words, except for I love my bitches because they love me. (laughs) Um, However, when we, when we say, and you're automatically expanding your subconscious and everybody comes in our world for a reason. So if someone says to you anything at all, like try this, or I do this. And you say, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but you are stopping that energy every single time you say, yeah, but we're not, uh, they're not asking for a, yeah, but they're not even asking for your opinion. They're just saying something that maybe it had been a download from their angels to share with you. We don't know. So yeah, but stop so much. So cancel, 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 cancel. Yes. And yes. And When people are sharing things with us, the door, yes, and thank you very much. I appreciate you caring for me. Thank you very much. I appreciate, like I always say, oh, chivalry's not dead. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Like I love men and muscles. Like I just love that. And I love our women (laughs) and our feminine femininity, right? And I love that. And so when I, you could be worried about money and stressed about money and you're, you know, you want more money to come in and when you pick that up, you're picking up both ends. You're picking up the positive and the negative about every subject that you're picking up. So let's not pick up that subject right now. If you have negativity, let's just go to things that we find in our joy list that bring us. My cup brings me joy. I love my spark. It was a gift actually from a friend. My purple phone case. I freaking love my thing. My credit card thing. Good vibes. I love it. I'm buying flights today. So like all these things, I love, love, love. Now, now look at my energy right now and my smile and I love it. Like I'm loving this. It makes me feel so cared for and, and it makes me feel so happy. Now, does my money know that I'm not thinking about money? Of course not. My energy is up because I'm thinking about something that I really, truly love. And when we do that, more people come into our lives more circumstances, more opportunities, money falls everywhere. Doesn't even have to be about money. You don't even have to be thinking about money, but as long as you can stay in that joyous, even if you're sitting on the couch and you want to lose weight, guess what's going to happen? When you're in joy, someone's going to call and ask you for, go go out for a walk, go out for a smoothie. Uh, Something is going to come into your brain because we only know what we know. We don't know what we don't know. We need others to help us. And I know you know all of this, being an amazing coach that you are. 
I don't know why I'm being called to say it. So I'm being called to say it. Oh, please. No, it's amazing. It's so great. I love everything you're sharing. Absolutely. So fun. It's so fun to spend the day. And, and I am a type a right Virgo type a man's world of money, uh, owned my own business since I was 19, worked seven days a week for 20 years. I am a go-getter. I have no problem with that. And it was for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I tell all my clients to stop, slow down, I literally just text the client just now. And I said, okay, go put some tunes on, go take a hot shower, talk to your angels, relax. Instead of getting on that next appointment, I'm not asking her to call clients. I'm not doing that. I'm saying, slow down, relax, walk away. They like are floored when we start off that way. Right. But then that, that, that's when you double your income, because when you're in that joy, things are going to happen for you. It's very exciting when it's really that easy. And it's my favorite word, the F word feelings, y'all get your head out of the gutter, even though that is my favorite word too. I love that word, but it's all about how we feel. So all day long, how do you feel? Yes. And yeah. Yes. I, so recently I started working with the idea of what feels light and what feels like love and for the same exact reasons that you're talking about, but I'm asking on a, or I, I use the butt word, which I normally don't. It's funny because literally like in my writing and when I'm writing content, I will, if I, if I, cause I say it sometimes I will pull it out of my writing because I have an app, but is a stop word. And I have an yes. absolute hard, like no about it. So I, I think that's great. Um, so recently I started saying, what would I love? to do what would feel light to me and I'm doing it on a moment to moment basis. So yesterday I I've had this enormous shift in my business recently and um, like a lot of what I'll call scorched earth, obviously clearing out the old to make way for the new in the last week as I'm filming this. So I, this just happened. And I actually have a lot more time on my hands than I've had for a long time. And so yesterday I was like, all right, nose to the grindstone. We're going to get things done. And exactly. Your face is no, saying yucky, it all. Yucky, like, yucky, icky, yucky. poo. Yes. Yeah. So icky poo. <laughs> I, when I went back to the moment to moment of what do I do now? It was like, go take a bath, go wash your hair, go journal. Oh, okay. So I did those things. And then when it came, so I'd set an intention in my journal, I'm going to get these three things done today. And when I went back by the end of the day, I had indeed done all of them. And when I sat down to do the two hours worth of program planning that I was planning to do, it actually only took me about 15 minutes because I had spent time kind of chewing, you know, um, Robert Louis Stevenson, the guy who wrote uh, Treasure Island and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and many other books, uh, he used to say he had his little brownies, like little gremlins. And he would say he would he would take a, a difficult problem and he would go to sleep and he would tell his little brownies to work on it. And when he would wake up in the morning, the problem was solved. Now, imagine that instead of doing that, he had spent 12 hours stressing and not sleeping because he was so worried about the problem. 
the next day he would have still had his problem because he was meeting the problem, as Einstein said in the play, you know, you can't meet the problem where it is. You have to meet the problem from the space of the solution. And that's what you're talking about because you do contain that equal energy of I have and I don't have at the same time. I call it the lack gap. So when you're in the lack gap, you can stay stuck in the lack gap for forever. And the way to shift that is to shift from the place of I don't have this to the place of I already have it and it's already done. And that feels like we're lying to ourselves sometimes. And then I like to say, well, you're telling yourself all those ugly lies. Why not tell yourself a beautiful one instead? And that does make a really big difference. We tell ourselves a beautiful lie that really shifts our energy. And see more bumper sticker coaching. Tell yourself the beautiful lie. So uh, I think that we're, like of all the guests I've ever had on the show, we're the most aligned of like, you're so the words you use and the energy that you talk about and everything, it just feels so similar to what I share with clients. So I'm loving everything that you're saying. I also feel like it's really, for me anyway, it's a great mirror. Like I know this stuff. You keep saying, oh, well, you already know this stuff, but you never can hear it too much. You really can't. You, you always get to hear what you need to hear as you need to hear it. So as you're sharing with me today, I'm like, well, I must need that reminder. And it feels so beautiful to get that. So I, I really love that. So I'm going to ask you, we've got a few minutes left. What do you feel like your top three tips are for women around money and around growing their wealth? I love that. Uh, so. Oh my gosh. There's so many, right? I just don't right. want you to do it alone. That's the first thing. Women's brains are meant to work together and collectively, right? We washed all the laundry together on the rocks. Like we gathered around the fire and we cooked the food. Like we, we are gatherers. We are together. Our brains work better together. Yeah. And a lot of women will, uh, myself included, right? I don't want anyone to know what I really have because I don't have enough. So we attach a relationship with money and we go inward. So we will say, I am in, I basically shame ourselves for not being where we should have, what it could have been or spending too much, not enough, not making enough, whatever. We always attach shame to some part of our money relationship. And so when we realize that there's actual a relationship with money that you can actually change and that it's not your fault. And that you step into help, like coming on your podcast, meeting with you, right? Having you coach. We need people to support us in our money journal, in our money journey. Yes, we need a money journal as well. Money journal too, yes. Right, right. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. That was perfect. So we need to tend to our relationship with money first. And here's where you get to release all the shame, should have, would have, could have, because guess what? your childhood, you created your money relationship or your even DNA, depending on your beliefs or your past lives, depending on your other beliefs. Like it's not even your fault. You did not do this. So now we have to look at it and say, okay, what are my money beliefs and what are my values? And are those really mine today? Do I want to adopt those? So growing up in my household was work hard, make money. We owned a newspaper distributorship. So we worked every day, 365 days a year, work hard, make money. The year I did not work hard, I doubled my income. So it's not about work hard, make money. 
So we need to shift those beliefs on where we're at. Just don't go it alone. That's the first thing. Don't go it alone. Know that it's not your fault. Absolutely not your fault. And it can shift on a dime. It literally can change immediately. I had last month, I had a $40,000 month. Didn't plan on it. Didn't even know how it happened. It just popped in. This month, I'm on track again. It's like, okay, so... And I and I'm, haven't even started the new thing yet, like where I met you. So I'm so excited to have that coming in as well, I'm right? I'm so excited for you. That's so, so great. So exciting. It's so fun. And it's not even about that. It's because I was totally doing something different. It wasn't even about money. So it's really not about money. So here's number one, don't go it alone. Number two, it's not your fault. Number three... We have to start with the foundation, the F word, your feelings, the F word. Remember the F word. It all stems from your feelings and that needs to be the foundation of your wealth. Uh, I love all that. So, uh, and, and to continue on to what you're saying, Jennifer. So when you're feeling, you're, you're checking in with your feelings because this was the thing that was so hard for me. I was like, well, I'm a thoughts person. You have thoughts, people, you have feelings, people. I'm a thoughts person. So my feelings are my feelings, but like, I don't understand how that's connected to my body, which is the GPS for your feelings. I don't understand how that GPS is going to help me. Well, it's really simple spirit, God, your higher power, whatever it is, it's subtle. Oprah says, listen to the whispers before they become a brick. It's that subtle. You can have the whispers. Most of us wait until it's the brick. I had a friend who broke her ankle. I had been telling her to slow down for months and months, broke her ankle, got well, following week, broke her ankle, another ankle. There you get two. And so she broke both of them. And, and I said, did you listen to the slow down part? Well, no, at the end. Da, 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 da. And then when I got, oh, I was so far behind. So, da, so she literally repeated the exact same thing. Like the universe will keep providing you with the exact same lesson until you learn it. So when I'm asking what feels light, what feels like love, oh, love is where my receiving is so great. How can I feel more love? How can I feel more light? How does that feel in my body? Where do I feel that in my body? Let me have more of that, right? Some of that for me, please. That's more bumper sticker coaching. It's so funny. I, I, I rarely share any of this stuff on the show. So we've gotten three in one in one episode. So some of that for me, please, when you see it and, and it's it's coming from somewhere else, you see like, Jennifer, you've got all, oh, you had a $40,000 month. Oh, I want a $40,000 month. Jennifer has that and I don't. What did you just do? You pushed that away. When instead you say, some of that for Yay. me, please. Yay. You're saying Jennifer's the way shower for me. Let me have that too. Then we're drawing it closer. And when you get it, oh, yes, please, more and thank you. My other favorite bumper sticker coaching. Because when you say that, again, you're saying to the universe, God, whatever your higher power is, oh, I'm so excited. I've got that and I'm inviting more in and more in and more in. And that's beautiful. So I love this so much. I love this whole conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And what is one more thing that you want the listeners and the viewers of this show to know? What is one more thing that you want women to know? Okay. The last thing that I just got to download, just got to hit on this, the difference between gratitude and appreciation. Thank you, Oprah, for teaching us gratitude and even having it in our head. Simple Abundance book. I've had a group. I'm always building communities everywhere I go my whole life. So I loved all of that. 
And now we're ready to up-level that. As women, when we say, thank you, I'm so grateful, there's a little piece of us inside of us saying, I didn't deserve it and I'm just damn lucky. Versus, I appreciate you asking me to be on your podcast, Haley. Mm. Because I deserve to be on your podcast. I know that I'll be a good guest for you and we get along great and I can't wait. So I appreciate you allowing me to be here and spending time with me and versus, oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No. Now, is there times for thank yous? Absolutely. I love gratitude. Like I had my kids grow up with three gratefuls a day, like every night before they went to bed, three gratefuls a day. We have to shift our brain into being something of light and love, right? Gratitude brings us light and love. I just love the word appreciation because I can stand in my power and appreciate. So the three C's, clarity, confidence, and control over your wealth brings you absolute appreciation for the lifestyle that you are living today. Mm. Oh, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Woo. Well, Jennifer, Joe, thank you so much for being here. Uh, if you liked all of the things or all of these brilliant things that Jennifer shared, uh, please look at the show notes for all of her contact info so that you can see uh, how to get in touch with her and how to continue to hear these absolute diamonds. I'm thinking about your color cut clarity statement, your, your three my business C's. name is diamond life for the three C's. My kids birthstone was diamond. So my business is diamond life and we definitely have the three C's. And I want to thank you for letting me bring my kids here and play and play with you. Nick and Shree are here and they, they're going to be with us all day. So thank you. <sighs> thank you so much. I, I, know that sometimes when people leave this side, they come to the other side to help us. So I'm so glad that you can feel them and that they're here with us and helping to be guides. And we our guardian angels are, we're so lucky to have them and so lucky to be aware of them. So thank you for sharing that also. If you have enjoyed this episode of Goddess of Crypto and goodness, I know that I have please like it, review it, share it, subscribe to it. Let everyone know about this. Your mothers and your daughters and your besties and your wives and your girlfriends tell everyone because the future of finance is female. I will see you next time. Every week, transformational wealth coach Hallie Evelyn leads a conversation that helps to ensure that women everywhere can learn to surf the coming tsunami of the new energy of money. You can find her at goddessofcrypto.me. That's goddessofcrypto.me. Be sure to subscribe to Goddess of Crypto on your favorite platform or watch the show on YouTube. And remember, wealth isn't just your privilege, it's your right.